Recording live, locked in my bedroom due to COVID-19 quarantine, watching closed-circuit TV of a emotional Yeti being consoled by four Sherpas with mullets. This is Craft Cryptids. Can open a cold one with your two favorite brothers, conspiracies, breweries, and everything in between. It's time for Craft Cryptids. We did it! We're Just back. as mysteriously as we left, we come back. Man. It's been a while since y'all have heard this on the airwaves. Boom, we back. Boom, we are back. And let me tell you, everybody, looking back on this last uh, year, it's been a weird one, but not weirder than anything you've heard on Craft Cryptids. You're right on that. 2020 has been a year for the record books. A lot of weird stuff's happened. Man, there's one specific thing that's gone down that when I saw it, I'm like, dude, this is craft cryptid stuff right here. We're gonna get into it tonight. It almost sun- it almost summoned us back, you know. Like it was so weird. It was it was meant to be on our show. Oh, for sure, hundred percent. It totally summoned us back. It took a couple weeks, but we're here. It was a couple weeks. We've been talking about um, coming back for about three weeks now. Don't call it a comeback, but you know we're back. We're loud. I think Jonathan said we're uh, queer and in your ear. And yep. let's do this. <laughs> so yeah. um, I am ready to drink with you, brother. I'm ready to convene and just, you know, pull our thoughts and feelings together. Um, COVID-19. So we are doing this virtual, you know, not that we've never, you know, we yeah. always do it in person, so, right? So, yeah, but I'm six feet away from my computer screen. Yes, and I am six feet away from my USB connection of my microphone. Oh, that's good because I'm actually six feet away from my microphone itself. I'm like projecting my voice into the room. Yeah, well, I am standing up and I'm six feet tall. So (laughs) I am six feet from the ground. At the same time, I'm standing six feet back from the table that all my gear's on. So I think I got you beat. Oh, it's like a six-foot uh, Pythagorean theorem going on. Uh, all you high schoolers know what I'm talking about right now. Well, that's interesting because I'm also six feet tall, but I'm laying flat on the ground, and I have a standing desk, which is at my regular height, six feet. So it sounds like we are meeting every regulation, uh, man mandate, protocol, policy, protocol, um procedure even yeah procedures Uh, and protocols and policies the three p's you gotta live by them and just putting in a new operation flow you know yeah 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 yeah. craftcaptains.com it doesn't exist right now but (laughs) it's gonna exist and (laughs) and it's gonna be six feet away from you 
So 20 years from now, when you have your time machine, it will exist and you could go on and then you can come back and we could talk about it. That's what we're doing now from the future craft cryptids. What are you drinking, bro? You know, I'm drinking. I've already had a beer before we came on tonight. Same, same. Uh, I love it. I already love it. I had an Elysian Super Fuzz. Okay. Uh, which is a blood orange um hazy hazy ipa i think they called it a session hazy ipa it was only four and a half percent but i had a 32 at a, a crowler i had a 32 ounce can so i take a wild guess it has a citrus flavor i'm actually you know what it really wasn't that citrusy for a hazy <laughs> ipa it was like it tasted just like a really like a ipa light l-i-t-e uh but that's the i think the big brewery up here like i for those you don't know i've moved on from portland uh, i moved on to the other the other realm seattle uh so i i moved up farther north and still wonderful beer country and i'm trying to find my my replacement for great notion but guess who just opened a brewery in seattle great notion great notion they just opened wow. the wow so you went from hippie uh, not hippie. You went from hipster central number two in the world to hipster central number one, moving on up. Yeah, I think Portland definitely is like hipster central, fake woke central. Uh, well, Seattle's like the main, if we're going to like relate it to music, right? Mm-hmm. Seattle's the mainstream hipster. So, you know, Seattle's your radio head, hipster. Whereas Portland's more your DIY local hipster. Yeah, P- Portland's like uh, I compost hipster. Yeah, you know, it's like um, oh, I I t- got all this all these pennies and I made it into my floor hipster. You know what I'm talking about? You've seen that on uh, on the internet? I've That's never what- seen that. Oh yeah, people do that, and it's like my floor's got like ten thousand dollars on it. I'm like, well, that's a waste of money. You should have just bought <laughs> tile. Uh, yeah. So we're up in Port. I'm up in Seattle now, trying to find a uh, basement brewery. And um, I, I I stepped into a Asian. I didn't even step in. Um, I had it ordered for me, and it was good. It was good, good, good. That's not even what I'm drinking right now. What I'm drinking right now is called Mississippi Mud. Um, famous slow brewed black and tan. Porter and Bill Pilsner beer. So it's actually like a a pre-made black and tan, um, which is something I really like, but I always feel like too pretentious to order in a bar. Like I could never go into a dive bar and be like, let me get a black and tan. Right. Pour, pour it yeah. over with your upside down spoon, please. <laughs> dive bar. <laughs> like the only place I've ever gotten a black and tan is with one of our older brothers, uh, our oldest brother. In, in like a hip, you know, I guess it was hipster for San Francisco, but it was like people were wearing collar shirts and stuff. And uh, it felt wrong to order a cheap beer in a place like that. So, uh, yeah, it's all right. I just had a sip. Uh, it's nothing too special. Let me give a, a visual, a, a verbal um, rundown of a visual. So, guys. Hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Let <laughs> this man give you a verbal rundown of a visual also known as describing anything hey sorry i'm in texas we're not as educated as y'all up in seattle but this guy is drinking it looks like a like a jug it's just like a jug of liquid 
with beer and he has some black stuff all over his hand. It looks like he's been working hard, uh, shoveling molasses to make the Mississippi mud. Yeah. I'm a coal miner. You guys heard about those big Seattle coal mines. Uh, no, man, I've been actually painting a lot. Um, I just picked up, I've been last month, two months, I've been painting with acrylic paints on some canvas. Uh, so I got to get my little art thing going. Oh, seriously? Yeah. I thought, when you told me you were painting earlier, I thought it was like your bathroom walls or something. No. So today I painted, uh, I'll show you. I tried to paint this plant, which is a, uh, a bunny ear cacti that I have in my windowsill. And, um, you know, I'll go grab it here in a minute. I'll show you. Actually, I have remote. I have a remote uh, headset so I can go grab it and talk to you at the same time. We went time. on up Seattle style. But, uh, yeah, so I've been trying to paint a lot lately. We live right next to an art store. And uh, I've been getting super, you know, just COVID, right? You got to find something to do that's uh, not just drinking. You feel me? Oh my bad. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm was... just, I'm my brain's still all fried from traveling um, from uh, the year twenty um, forty three back to record this. Dang, that's pretty good, actually, bro. Yeah, this is my third one. I'll, I don't know, I'll throw it on somewhere for folks to see, I guess. But it's gonna uh, be sweet when you die. It's gonna be worth like two grand. Man, and all that money, dude. It's gonna be worth two grand. Cool. Yeah. That's I mean, not we even, all know artists but, don't make money till they're dead. Real talk, before we get into your beer, at what like so you're dead, right? Like you're dead, your money. Obviously, you want your money to go to your family and stuff, but you don't know because you're dead. Uh, what is like an amount of money that if you were alive right now, being like, yeah, that's worth it. Like, oh, like you just said, this would be two grand. That was so unexciting to me. If you would have been like two hundred thousand dollars, you'd be like, you know, dead me would be like, you know what. I got a piece of art out there for two hundred thousand dollars. So like two grand, you thing. would that wouldn't be like if uh, if I had artwork that sold for a hundred bucks, I'd be thrilled. No, I, when I'm alive. Oh my gosh! If I if I oh, sold so artwork saying, for fifteen dollars, I see you're right. So but when I'm go- dead, visualize that. When imagine I'm the, you as a ghost. The, when know? I'm in the fifth dimension. Okay. Yep. Like two grand, because um, you're not getting that money, right? Like, I hope, two grand's it's, not it's a, impressive. It's a status yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, you know. Like, if I'm talking when you're to dead, another two ghost, two grand is nothing. Yeah, yeah. From talking to another saying. ghost, and I was like, oh 50, man, my fifty thousand, fifty thousand is where yeah, it'd I be. think so. And yeah. you know how you would make it more money is if you just turn it into a prank, like that Banksy. Is that his name? I don't know anything about art. Uh, that one artist who like he had the um the painting of like the girl holding the balloon, and it sold for like two million dollars. And nobody knows what this guy looks like. And oh, yeah, the, the anonymous dude. Yeah. yeah, he set up like a thing in the frame where as soon as the bed went off, it shredded the, the yeah. painting. It's, that's amazing, actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We should do an episode on that guy. That's dope. All right, let's talk about more art, bro. <laughs> what, do you, what, so My, what do you drink? When I draw a dog, it looks like a cow usually. So I can't, more... I can't draw at all. Uh, you gotta, I, the things I like about painting is that and there's a reason there's a reason all paintings in museums are like behind like you know there's like a rope six feet away and it's not because because it's COVID 19 yeah well oh it's all making sense they were prepared already no i think all paintings look like shit up close and far far, (laughs) from far away you're like oh that doesn't look bad it's not bad that's an Um, approximation so i'm drinking 
and it's perfect for COVID-19 2020. Um, it's an IPA called Apocalypse Fatigue. And uh, it's kind of cool. If you look at this label, it reminds me of a Mad Max style. Oh, dude. that's cool. That, dude, that dude's COVID friendly. He's got his like. Uh, He's got his mask on. His yeah. mask on. with a, Is that a fork in the middle of it? Yeah. And actually, this came out during. So if he's hungry, he can just take it off. They made this during COVID. I got this from Tavor. It's been sitting in my fridge for a few months. Oh, um, Tavor. My love hate with oh, Tavor. Oh. I'm but in Tavor territory now. Tavor is a, it's a Seattle thing. That's probably, hopefully, they'll get the shipment to you easier then. But it says here not. tired of the end of the world? Grab this IPA and let the hops take your cares away. Perfect. I'm tired of the COVID end of the world. 6.8 ABV, almost a good solid beer. I mean, if I was doing a blind taste test, i just like, yep, this is IPA. Nothing uh, crazy. A blind it. taste test? So, like, if you were like, hey, sir, I'm going to get rid of my eyes. Like, you just popped your eyes out. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Not blindfolded. I, no, a blind. Like, a yeah, blind, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. I wonder how, and then after that, I would do a deaf taste test. Just, you, know, you think oh totally yeah i mean you don't really until you lose you know you lose one sense and you gain strength in your other senses yeah uh and so you don't really realize how important the sound of beer is <laughs> especially you when don't you have it cracking open a cold one with your two favorite brothers you never know hey speaking so, of uh cracking i don't this is new probably since we've talked uh especially for you non-sports folks i guess seattle yeah. uh getting a new hockey team and they're the seattle kraken uh and i like to think craft cryptids did our part of uh you know pushing the the message that you know cryptids aren't meant to be feared they're meant to be respected you know yeah that was a while ago but it, yeah we haven't um been on the air for a while Again, guys, we've been doing some time traveling. Um, 2043. Look, I'm just going to lay it out there. For oh, you guys. I went back to 2012. Well, yeah, 2012 was a great year, but a lot of good music. We also went to 2043 together, and this is why he went back to 2012. COVID 19, guys, 2043, they got something called COVID 88. Oh, you thought COVID 19 was bad. <laughs> Horrible material. So COVID nineteen, the nineteen is because it started in twenty nineteen, and you're saying in twenty forty three it's going to be COVID eighty eight. Yes, because time travel exists, and there's going to be a time traveler. It's a that, time traveler disease. Oh yeah. well, that I forgot about that. I was there with you. What you guys don't know is time travel. It messes with your memory. So uh, I will say this: we are living in the best beer age. That's what they told us in twenty forty three. Is that the 2020s, the best years, for, the best decade for beer? Best year for beer. You guys should put that on the shirt, bro. That craft cryptids, it'll be a shirt. It'll say craft cryptids 2020, best year for beer. There you go. Yeah, hey, somebody make it happen and we'll, <laughs> and we'll launch the shop back up. And we'll, uh, we'll give you guys shirts as prizes and never send them to you. <laughs> hey, that's, you know what? We've sent a few off. Not yeah, enough. we have. There's just one person we still have not sent a shirt to. Let's get into it, bro. So I thought we were already into it. Um, again, this stuff started happening in November, and I know you thought it. I was like, oh shit, this is it. Aliens, something. 
But craft cryptids, uh, perfect craft cryptids. You want to tell them what it's about? Yeah, we're going to, today, we're going to talk about the Utah monolith. Yeah, not just Utah, bro. We're going to talk about well, that's lot, the start. all the monoliths. Yeah, That's number one. The number one is a Utah monolith. <gasps> and uh, I think uh, when it came out, it was really just a game changer, you know, for the whole conspiracy th- scene. It really was, yeah. It was a huge game changer. Um, actually, I think it was when the second monolith came out is when, like, whoa, okay, stuff's really getting crazy. So let, let's dive into it, bro. So November 18th, 2020, this monolith was found. Um, the Utah Department of Public Safety, um, they have like an aerospace. Bureau is what they call it. They were in a helicopter and they spotted the monolith. Um, it was in southeastern Utah. They were basically they were what they were doing out there is the Department of Wildlife was they did counting bighorn sheep. It's not really exciting, but they well, were helping them with that's that. That's really exciting if you're into that wildlife stuff, you know, bighorn <laughs> sheep. They're a very, they're like a, they're part of the Americana mystique, you know. Every old West movie's got big horse sheep. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I said one, two, three, <laughs> monolith, four. <laughs> so they're like, what the hell? What is this? Like they landed to check it out. So it's a metal metal monolith, about ten to twelve feet high. Um, it was in like a really remote area of rock. There was no sign of where it came from, no sign of any footprints of anyone around. Like it's just total random. Like just there, bro. That's and wild. Like, and it's I, I've seen it. It's um and for those who don't know, I guess like it's this is out on BLM land, Bureau of Land Management, which is public land. Yeah. But you know, having I worked out on this these BLM land, like the there's a reason they do surveys by helicopter. Like it is remote. There's not yep. even like, you know, there's like sometimes there's like 50, you know, 50, 60, 70 year old mining roads or logging roads, but they're like washed out. They're two track. They're, you're, you got to have a, like a, a Ford 350 or something and hope it doesn't break down on these, on these paths. So, uh, when the thing that was most surprising to me about the monolith is it looks like it wasn't. It was, it wasn't built on site, right? Like it looks like it was placed, fully built in a location that was in, extremely remote in the middle of the desert um, that nobody and nobody noticed. It seems like for for a while. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because they're going back and they're thinking this is the part that's weird to me, and we'll definitely loop back to it at the end, kind of like where I give my opinion is they use Google Earth images to try and figure out when it was placed in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're estimating that it appeared between sometime August of 2015 and October of 2016. So that's the part that's strange to me. Um, it's been out there, what, for just three or four years? Like That is crazy. And, I mean, it makes sense that – it makes sense because of how remote it was that nobody would find it. But on the flip side, like that is an incredible investment of for a person to like put time and energy to get this thing out in literally in the middle of nowhere. 
Right. And uh, just leave it there, not tell anyone, and just wait till some yeah, right. someone's gonna find it, maybe. <laughs> and I know, and you're probably gonna go into this more. Um, maybe this is a good segue. So one theory or hypothesis is that this is like an art installation. Yeah. And that um it's an art installation to like obviously draw attention to maybe it has some sort of meaning or you know not necessarily political meaning but like it's a message um but as far as i know no one's claimed it as theirs which Uh, okay to that okay maybe yeah that's good that's good so well even even very recent backing up into it um it's just such it seems like a very I don't know artists are all and I guess hey this plays into what we were talking about earlier because I'm an artist now I'm part of the community uh, <laughs> with my you know my cheap acrylic paintings um, but it seems like you would want to make like a very clear like message or like this is me um, and I I didn't get that at all from the monolith at least from my research and. Uh, all the media attention that was kind of driving it the first few months. No, I agree with you. Uh, there was a guy, like when it had first came out in the first day or two, um, there was a lot of stuff going out that this artist by the name of John McCracken, yes, that's his name, McCracken. Almost full circle. That he had something to do with it um, because supposedly there was a picture in his house where he had a, a monolith in his house that looked very similar mm-hmm. Um, but the dude died in 2011. So it was circulating. Yeah, him, him. You know how social media, get, you know, they yeah. forget some facts. Well, he died in 2011. So, no, he had nothing to do with it. So, um, but yeah, so it's just random. It's like, it's just, that would have taken a lot of effort to make that happen. Um, and so it was up for, what, nine days. Um, did you, have you seen the videos of it being taken down at all? I have seen the videos and I actually love the one. Like there's a, there was somebody who was there when it was removed. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like very chaotic, good, like vibes of like basically this, uh, this like adventure, you know, people have been driving, I think it was six hours. It was a six hour yeah. drive from the nearest city. Um, and just parking all along, like, this dirt road like totally ruining this really what is you know that they're natural doing landscape yeah natural Just landscape and they're doing it. these bighorn sheep surveys out there and these are this is an endangered animal like this is like incredibly important habitat to an endangered animal that's kind of really like i said built into the american american west and um it says like like a, this guy was out there at night uh, i think the guy's name who Ross Bernards was the adventure photographer who saw this yep. um, happen. And he was out there like eight, eight thirty, and just four dudes <laughs> start like they're just marching up. And apparently like their voices are echoing up and down the canyons. They're all very like, well, we're, we're doing this. Come on, let's go guys. We're doing this for the good of the, like, uh, yeah. and, and they pull up and the guy, the first thing he says to this, uh, adventure, uh, adventure photographer, as they just immediately start disassembling and destroying and trying to get this monolith, monolith out, is this is why you don't leave trash in the desert, like uh, very much like because like the whole 
area had been degraded so much. Um, and I'm looking right now at some photos of just like four, and the only way I can describe them, four dudes, four outdoor dudes, like the, like the ruffled vests, the headlamps. Yeah. The headlamps um, what did it for me. Yeah. And they're just, they're just going to town and it sounds like they knocked this monolith down and removed it like from the spot within like 15 minutes. Like absolutely. Yep. They had a game plan. Um, and it, like, like they were on a mission, you know? Um, I love so- it. Cause their whole thing was, you know, this is attracting too many people destroying this landscape, destroying this habitat. Like, no, we're, we're taking it down there. The, the photographer that you're talking about that was out there, there's a cool picture he took of, I, it has to be one of those four guys who tore it down. He's like standing on top of the monolith with his hands up and there's like a bright light above him. Uh, I assume it's the moon. I don't know if it's the moon or this. Was it in the evening that that happened? Yeah, it was uh, 830 right? at night, which it's like hella know, bright looking in- though. Yeah, I think they just had a uh, a really bright. I'm just looking at the picture right now. It's just an incredibly bright headlamp, um, oh, almost like one of those lamps that is, like yeah. our uh, uncle would bring to Yosemite, where like it takes all like eight hours of charge and you can use it for 20 minutes, but it could literally <laughs> light a fire. Yeah, like it's like this light is seven thousand candles, <laughs> but you can only use. You have to charge it for two straight days and you get three minutes of light. Do you want the power of 10,000 candles for three minutes? This is the lamp for you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's definitely that vibes. And my favorite, favorite, favorite part about this whole story is, so these guys come in, they knock this thing down and they just say, they turn to this adventure photographer and go, leave no trace and just truck their stuff out. Like they're like, we're getting this the hell out of here. We don't give a hoot. Yeah. We're doing this. this is, we're saving, you know, we're going to try to stop people from coming out here and running this, uh, this desert. And that happened. It was November 27th that that happened. Um, no clue still of how it got there. Who put it there? If it was humans, if, you know, some people had theories that it was from, you know, aliens, maybe, um, uh, I believe it could be, I mean, from aliens, it's super weird. Who knows? Maybe it's a power source, but yeah, November 27th, um, it was removed. And then this is what's wild. November 27th, the same day that was taken down, they find one in Romania. Yeah. And, and they like, just, they start finding them all over the place after yeah. this. Yep. Uh, the 27th was Romania. Um, it was some like little village. Um, on a hill, um, similar height to the one in Utah, uh, looked the same. The only thing it had, like, the one in Utah was smooth. The mm-hmm. one in Romania looked like it had, like, circles, spiral circles, kind of. Yeah, it had, like, a it. texture to it, right? Yeah, exactly. Some texture, had a texture like, to circles. it, in it. Like, a, I was, like, a British in it. That's what I was going for. There's, like, a little video, and the guy who's taking the video, it's, like, he, like, is knocking on it. It sounds like it's hollow. Um, if you look down, like the ba- it looks a little different. Like the base of it was like it was welded, kind of. Um, mm. Yeah, that's that's super interesting to me that the base of this thing is welded. That there's you know this spiral texture, you know, and overall, I'm just kind of wondering who and why somebody would have put it there, you know. 
like I'm just I'm very astounded. Like so now it has this whole brand new texture, this whole brand new weld at the bottom. Uh, do you think that this is just like like this is version one point one of the original monolith? Like, is it somebody completely different who put the monolith there? Like, what what are you thinking? Uh, well, the locals think it was someone like in the area. Um, there's journalists saying it was like a, a welder in the area that might have done it. Mm-hmm. But, but besides that, no one really knows. Um, they don't know how long it was there. So it was found on the 27th, but could have been there longer. Um, that's the thing. There's a lot of like unknowns. Like people don't really know anything. Like, um, and then that one, just as quickly as it was brought up, it was put up, found on the 27th. On uh, December 1st, it was gone. It was removed. No one knows who removed it. Um, there's no videos of it being removed, like you know the one in Utah. Um, yeah, that's that's all. Really, there's not really much information on this one. It's pretty wild. That's that is weird. And so something that I was looking up earlier was since this has happened, that monoliths have similar monoliths have shown up in 32 different countries. Huh, that's wild. Probably and a lot of copycats there, but I'm sure a lot of copycats, right? Like I would, I'd like to know um, how many of them are like identical or relatively identical to um, the original. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you know, I like this ties in so neatly to like aliens, right? Like, is what what could it be? And so my first thing when I was looking into this was I found an an article on. Um, NBC News. Okay. And the title was, I just thought this was funny. Uh, monoliths in Utah and Romania aren't gifts real aliens might send to Earth. <laughs> okay, NBC News. Come what? On, how, yeah, how so, do you know? Oh, uh, well, know NBC you know? News says aliens wouldn't gift us monoliths. So I guess it couldn't be from aliens. Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? And I, did, I didn't even read the why. I think. I think they're saying because, like, you know, like, the aliens would have left something that made it clear it was aliens who left it. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, okay. Yeah. For all we know, this could be, like, an alien's shit. They poop <laughs> out a metal. They're just, like, you know, these little four-foot aliens, and they poop. And when, they're like, the monolith comes out, and then they, they're sitting at the it top comes. when they're done, and they just jump <laughs> off. And they're like, all right, Dave, beam me up. <laughs> wow monoliths you heard it here first guys monoliths are just <laughs> alien shit no i get it. that's hilarious <laughs> that's hilarious there was a couple more um these ones the other ones weren't as um so the utah and romania were the big ones that they talked about there was a few more that weren't as publicized um so on december 2nd there was one found near joshua tree um again 10 feet tall metal no clue who put it there um they interviewed this guy who hikes there daily he said on december 1st it wasn't there december 2nd it was there Um, what a life right hiking in a beautiful national park on a daily daily. basis Uh, yeah atascadero california i guess joshua trees near there um this one made me laugh on december 3rd um in pittsburgh pennsylvania a monolith was found outside of grandpa joe's candy shop (laughs) no lie but the owner was like yeah i put it there 
as that's a marketing amazing. ploy. Like that's just, amazing. Good for good for Grandpa freaking Joe. Right. <laughs> and then the last one um, in the Netherlands on December sixth, they found one. It was covered in ice. It was near like a pool of water, almost like a pond. No footprints. Now the locals that were interviewed there, for I don't know, so super random. Like, oh, we think it's part of a New Year's Eve prank. Like, not sure what it's about, but weird, weird prank. Wait, it's it's part of a New Year's Eve Eve's prank. It's not even Christmas yet, but yes. we know this is for specifically specific. the New Year. <laughs> so, aliens, bro? Humans? What do you think? Um, what I don't born? know. I think. I think it's humans purely because this is going to sound dumb, but imagine the shipping costs on a monolith for an alien. You know, they're like trillions of light years away. Yeah. Yeah. You think they're going to bring that with them? Especially not, this time of year, man. <laughs> no, not really shipping costs, but like, you know, you're in a, you're in a spaceship and you can bring three things and you don't bring your favorite album, but you bring a monolith. Bring that monolith, bro. Yeah. Oh, dude, the humans are going to, they're not going to have any idea what's going on, bro. Um, I mean, as much as I like to say aliens, like it just doesn't serve a purpose. Like why yeah. are they going to randomly leave big, tall monoliths uh, made of metal to like creep us out? Actually, now, if I was uh, an alien, just to do weird shit. Yeah, that's not a bad that's not a bad one. I feel like aliens are pranking us more often than not, you know? Like Yeah. You ever think about the fact that like maybe all these alien stories are just like uh, especially cuz a lot of them come from like the, you know, 60s and 70s or like it was just like a small group of aliens who like going through alien puberty and they're like <laughs> the equivalent of like doorbell ditching us is like yeah abducting and probing somebody hey, you know? stick something up his ass bro <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as an alien this is funny uh so you yeah see that man he put it in his butt <laughs> oh well, that's our mouth what is that for them lord <laughs> so you brought it up earlier um there is a guy who's trying to take credit for it so I mean, uh, I would too, though, if I was like a in so, any place to do so. It's an art collective in Santa Fe, New Mexico, called the Most Famous Artist. Um, it's kind, it's one guy, but he works with a, a group of people as well. Um, his Twitter He's is Polly, is what you're telling me. You, He's yeah. in an open relationship. Yeah, I got you. You know all about that up in Seattle, that's for sure. Um, his Twitter handle is at more woke m-o-r-e-w-o-k wow um this guy man he lays the pipe he is he is vaguely taking credit for it so he's not out and this is where i'm like okay like he's not saying a hundred percent sure that they put it there he's kind of saying like playing cat and mouse and saying legal reasons i can't say much else um Specifically, he says, I am not able to say much because of legalities of the original installation on his Instagram. They have like digital renderings of the monolith. They're trying to say, you know, this is something they worked on for a while. These are the digital renderings of what we were going to do of us planning for it. Um, So he's trying to say it was them. Um, Let's see. This is the part where it's like, 
did you all really, really do this? Or you're just trying to make some money. So they have a website. It's monolith-as-a-service. So monolith as a monolith service. Of a service. Oh, it's With a dashes booming, in between them. Yeah, booming new business model. Dot com. You guys have heard of software as a service. Now, <laughs> the new twenty twenty. <laughs> so they're selling monoliths. Can you guess how much they're selling them for? I mean, probably they're sold like, out. Probably like five grand. Forty five thousand dollars. Forty five thousand. Forty five thousand dollars. It's Just sold make out. One. Just make to the one. Website. Although. I thought about this, right? And monolith goes up, right? A couple monoliths go up. And they're like, oh, let's let's do some artwork on this and make some money. Creates all this stuff, right? It's forty five thousand and they're sold out. I mean, for, I how many like did he have? Them, yeah, yeah. Right? exactly. He was like, he's <laughs> like, I'm gonna make this website, I'm gonna do this thing, and I'm gonna have some time. I have two, and they're like somebody bought two one person bought two because you know they got that kind of money and now he's like oh shoot what do i do you know i'm not gonna work for a year a couple maybe even two years in santa fe new mexico that's two year kind of money i think you're good to go right so and so there's also pictures on his instagram and twitter of like these is two separate pictures and there's one person in each picture wearing a mask. It almost looks like they're buffering or sanding the monolith. So it's like pictures of them working on it. Um, Quoted from a news article saying, I can say we are well known for stunts of this nature. And at this time we are offering authentic art objects through monoliths as a service.com. I cannot issue additional images at this time, but I can promise more on this in the coming days and weeks. And this um, December 7th is when he, he kind of posted a bunch of stuff. Um, the publication who did an article on him um, noted um, he would neither confirm nor deny that he was taking credit and wouldn't share any additional proof saying due to legalities of, of basically putting it in these places, Santa Fe, New Mexico, like it's a big art town. It's I think like, I think you can even consider it maybe, I don't know, outside of New York, the art capital of the country. I guess you think they have enough money though to like, hey, let's fly one of these to Romania. Let's go I don't, to the yeah, Netherlands. I don't know about that, but I do know like uh, when I worked at this old travel company, the travel this travel company I worked at, I should say, um, we had multiple trips planned to Santa Fe, New Mexico around like very eclectic and pri- like private art galleries. Like really big de- like people who had like Van Gogh's and like other, like, I don't know, famous artists, like modern day artists, but like very famous art. So I could see that. I think there's a lot of money in like, you know, art. I I can't speak from experience, but I feel like art collectors tend to be like from old money, you know, like I, I was born into a ton of money and now I use that money to spend on art, which I sell for money. I guess right. this is capitalism in a nutshell, but and I'm not even gonna lie, I don't understand the art move, movement. Who's paying forty five thousand freaking dollars for a metal monolith yeah, as art? I, like, cool story, well, bro. I'm looking forward to when he scales monolith as a service up, 
and I can get my desktop monolith, my little uh, my little two foot monolith for my desk for my home office. And instead of forty five thousand, it'll be like four fifty four dollars fifty cents plus shipping and handling. And uh, just get a little a little monolith guy going up in the corner of my desk, and uh, it'll be like I was there in Arizona all along. Let's see. Do you think that exists yet? Mini monolith. <laughs> if not, we should put it on a mask. Put it Etsy. on Etsy. Yeah. There's a mini monolith for sale on Etsy for thirty dollars. Hell yeah! Oh, Etsy's great about weird stuff like this. Oh, but they're, they do it in millimeters, so I don't really know how big this is. Millimeters, bro. That's a hundred. It's a hundred and fifty millimeters tall. Can you do a little conversion for me on that? How tall is that? I think that's point. Zero one five meters, bro. No, so 150 millimeters <laughs> is 5.9 inches. So it's a six inch, hey now, six inch monolith for sale on Etsy. Um, kind of want to buy it. Kind of want to buy it. It's actually pretty. It's actually pretty dope. That's funny. Oh <laughs> lord, check it out, bro. It's on Etsy. Um, just put in mini monolith. Can't I, wait. I feel like Mini Monolith is for sure a band a great name. Great band name. Yes. Great band name. Bro, have you ever seen um actually hold on. Let's wrap this up because I have a couple I have a couple other questions yeah. I want to talk about with Monolith, and then we'll we'll go into our outro nonsense as we always do. So you think it sounds like you're leaning towards it being um an art an art thing. I think so. I want to believe that. Just the one thing that I wanted to loop back. The one thing that's throwing me off is the Utah one, and them saying with Google Images they think it's been out there since like 2016. That's the part that's throwing me off. I'm thinking that the Utah one. I think that one has some. I don't think we're ever going to know what that one's about. I think all the other ones going on were cap- copycats and maybe maybe this guy, right? The the uh, most famous artist, as they call themselves. Maybe he then, you know, took and, and started doing stuff from that. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's aliens. I mean, if it is aliens, that's the lamest alien group. Like, that's Dude, probably if, like. <laughs> you know how bummed I would be to find out aliens were lame? Right. <laughs> like, think about that. Like, we've spent a lot of time on Crap Cryptids talking about aliens. And I think anyone listening to this has spent at least at least two hours of their entire life combined thinking about aliens. You know, if you would have combined every thought back to back about aliens. And uh if you were just to find out one day just like an alien came and like uh I don't know, what's even what's like a roller derby hat i guess that would be cool because it would be an alien but like if an alien just came in like <laughs> denim, <laughs> denim jeans and a flannel shirt and was like hey what's up i'm chad i'm an alien uh i do accounting and uh, then he likes when he uh leaves he does a little gun thing like catch you later yeah he's like ah do you want to hear about my timeshare <laughs> well uh, I'll be bummed. I'd be really bummed if that was the case. Um, I think something that hasn't been discussed enough is this gives me big cult vibes. Oh, okay. Like, 
I wandered out into the desert and saw the metal statue, and it was God speaking to me. Yeah. And the monolith said unto me, "I should have a hun- I should have one wife for every monolith on the planet, and therefore we should all continue building monoliths together, like or so- something." The one some in not- Utah, there's some like rock formations up top. Like maybe they have people jump off for sacrifices. Have mm. you seen Midsummer? Yeah, like if that's just yeah. like an old old. Shoot. I almost said old timey, but like really old timey Norse tradition, <laughs> like old timey being like I wish everybody could have saw the little, you know, dance I just did there. Yeah. Jig. Just, just an old timey Norse, like, well, it's time for me to jump off this cliff. I'm 74. <laughs> and uh, it'll, Oh, I jumped off this cliff, but I'm still alive. Go ahead and get that, that mallet that the guy uses uh, to to smash the watermelon in his comedy acts, use that to bash my head in. <laughs> yeah, that Matt, was, that's what I thought about when I saw that part in the movie. I, I love like, that. What movie. if Gallagher? What if it was Gallagher with the mallet just taking a, to his dome? I love. Sorry, I spoilers. Go see Midsummer. You, you should have. go see Midsummer if you guys like horror movies, especially if you like, uh, like not if you don't like. It's it's a horror movie, but it's not like a, you know, ghost movie where everything's no. jump scares. You know, like. Oh no! It's, there's no jump scares at all. I don't. Think. No, I think there's one or maybe two, but like it is just yeah. a creepy. The whole thing is creepy yeah. from start to finish. Yeah. How about the part where she puts her, uh, her pubes and period blood in like the guy's wine glass? Oh, like as an ancient ritual, like yeah, I, uh, like trying to make a love potion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super gross. Right. And later he uh, became the scarecrow, stuffed with. I don't want to ruin it. It's such a oh. creep. I don't want to ruin it. Remember this part that was integral to the plot of the movie? <laughs> uh, I dra- I dragged Tanya to go see that in the theaters, and uh, she wasn't a huge fan of it. I loved it, though. I saw it by myself. Um, That's dark, bro. I like going to movies by myself. You don't have to, like, if I want to no, leave I do in the too. middle of the movie, I leave in the middle of the movie, you know? Have you ever lo- walked out of a movie? I have walked out of a movie, yeah. I couldn't even tell you what movie it was. I've walked out of two movies in my lifetime. First one was The Happening with Mark Wahlberg. Um, Shaman on on on. Is that the one where the grass is the bad guy? Yeah. <laughs> the plants. I was evil. so I was so mad at that movie. So mad at that movie. It's that movie. I saw the previews like, oh, that looks pretty cool. Of course, M. Night Shyamalan. Like, oh my god, so bad. The other one was called Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. I couldn't. I didn't. I had to walk out of that one. I tend to walk out like when I do a double feature. You know, like I pay for the movie I want to see. Then I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna slip into this other movie that's also running. I've only walked out of that second movie where I'm like, I this is not worth my next hour and a half. I've already been here for two hours. I don't need to spend another hour and a half here. True story. So real quick, let's see, we, we're getting off on this tangent because we haven't recorded for a while. Thanks for y'all that uh, this is the part where Jonathan usually says, hey, if you've made it this far, so if you made it this far, we appreciate it. But we've switched spots, uh, baby. If you made it this far, I knew you'd get here. I freaking knew you'd get here. So we're going to do a couple different questions. So the monoliths, Mm -hmm. aliens, chug it or toss it that is aliens. Toss it. 
Yeah, I'm going to toss it too, and I think we're both on the same page at this one. I think we're tossing it mainly because if it was aliens, it's like the lamest thing they could do. Like, yeah, super. It's lame. a total waste of time for aliens. Uh, honestly, aliens don't even fucking bother coming. Go home. <laughs> so if aliens did the monolith, you're saying I don't ever want to meet you. Yeah, I'm saying aliens, you aren't invited to my party if okay. you did the monolith. Okay. Well, you're for sure getting uh, abducted tonight. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Okay. And then... I'm going to say chug it to people, to humans. I think maybe we're thinking different. Um, I, I think... that I don't think it's an art thing. I really don't. I think... I don't think the original Utah is an art thing. It could be uh, something we didn't discuss. You know, maybe it's some like symbolic New World Order thing. I don't know what it was symbolized, but could it be like like a message to get some to, sleeper cell groups to yeah exactly like hey when the activate mon- when the monolith shows you let's start the coup you know yep. like and when the- monolith number twenty three <laughs> yeah. drops in Zimbabwe that's when it's going down yeah when the uh, I almost said Romania but that one actually existed that is a that real happened, that's bro. a real. Yeah, when the monolith in Lithuania. Talking about, first of all, are you trying to do a Donald Trump impression? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But we already, see, we kind of spoiled it for people because we've traveled to the future. We already know about the 23rd monolith. Yeah, the 23rd monolith is a big one. That's a big one. Um, yeah, so I'm going to chug it to people. And I th- I'd like to think it, there is some conspiracy here. Uh, and that it's not just like monolith as a service, <laughs> you know, it's not just like, <laughs> well, we took this thing that was cool and made it capitalism. Right. Uh, yeah, I think cool story, bro, but it might be hard to get it shipped by Christmas, but yeah. go check on Etsy, uh, mini monolith, twenty nine ninety nine. Honestly, um, there's some really cool uh, monolith stuff on Etsy. I'm looking at this monolith painting somebody did, and it's <laughs> awesome. It is awesome. oh. like it's just like acrylic. Like it's super cool and simple. I've got an idea block. for a tattoo, bro. Oh, it's yeah? gonna be the Utah monolith. Okay, but it's gonna be wearing sunglasses. Okay. Okay, sunglasses, and it's gonna have a Hawaiian shirt on. All right. Okay. And the Hawaiian shirt is going to have like five to six gold chains, like Mr. T style. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, it has no arms. So on the ground will just be a a coconut with an umbrella straw in it. How is it wearing a shirt? What do you mean? It has no shoulders or arms. It's still, no, you just button it up, man. It'll stay on that way. You just button it up, man. It's a, it's a super up, smooth man. medical or metal pull. Okay, well, assuming that it can hold up clothes, I actually want a monolith with like a like an, a hot, like an absolutely pimping mariachi jacket. Like I'm thinking, oh, like that's thinking awesome. like gold, like gold, the gold jacket with the white trim, yeah, and like the platinum white buttons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be honest, I love those jackets. I w- I wish I could pull one off. That's um, pretty sweet. Yeah, I think you could pull one off. I think if I was in a mariachi band, I would be the guy. Uh, this is gonna—I don't know what it's called, but the guy oh, was like, "Sound bad, bro." Don't, no, the guy with the um, giant guitar. 
it's not a guitar, but it's like a guitar. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And it's the guy that does the least amount of work in the man. I would be that guy, but he, like, he's just like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. You guys can't see me, but it's just like a, maybe I wonder if it's a bass. I, we need to get a mariachi expert on here. I'm a, I've actually been digging back into some, uh, like mariachi al Bronx. Um, albums recently getting super back into it and so if you're gonna you'll be that guy in the mariachi band i'm gonna be part of the mariachi but i'm just gonna get paid to be in the crowd and i'm gonna be that one white guy whenever a mariachi band starts playing that tries to do the mexican grito and sounds terrible that would be my. Oh, hold on you're gonna get paid to do that or you're just already that guy i'm gonna get paid to do that because i have <laughs> it's on my resume that i do that already yeah i get yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, oh, of course. You're like, and then everyone turns around like, this is the most embarrassing moment of this man's life, and he doesn't even know. Exactly. He doesn't even have a clue. But he's drunk, and he's in San Antonio, and, you know, sorry, real specific. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would ne- that never happened. That yeah. never happened to Jacob. <laughs> uh, that's awesome, man. I uh, Speaking of music, uh, as we transition here, uh, and stick with me, you know what's a great movie? Because of the music, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I've never seen the movie. I think it's it is one of my favorite movies. Is that Zach Efron in that? No, it's not Zach Efron. It's um, Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah, yeah. Mm. And uh, Zach Efron. Speaking of Zach Efron, he has a show on Netflix. It's actually pretty good. It's he travels okay, it's to different kind, parts of the country. Kind of good, but yeah, he's like travels to different parts of the country, and he's like whoa environment rad <laughs> like exactly he's like oh, I, love it. I didn't know the sun gave us power that's dope they like travel to some <laughs> remote town in italy where everyone's like they have the most um the most amount of people who live to be a hundred per population and it's actually pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah see bro don't hate on the on the efron man Bro, he's just—he's gotta get his head in the game. And what is the game? That's a has a High School Musical reference, bro. Oh, uh, see, don't, I don't even don't even speak on my man Zac Efron if you don't know High School <laughs> Musical. Yeah, I'm posing here, man. And you, know, you really gotta talk about Corbin Blue. He's the real star of High School Musical. Oh, he was yeah. a basketball star and a theater star. Unheard of, unheard of. Well, this is a great segue to announce we're doing a. Sp- spin-off podcast um hopefully i think we'll have a couple episodes out in a couple weeks it's going to be our high school musical podcast oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, man. every I, week i forgot about that yeah i didn't know where you're going but yeah uh we're gonna do a brand new podcast um and if you don't hear about it for a while don't worry it's coming um we're gonna watch high school musicals all of them i think there's three there might be only two we're gonna watch them all back to back to back and we're gonna every episode will be a in-depth analysis of a single character yeah their role in the movies how they evolve in the in the movies and, ultimately, and how it relates to society as a whole mm-hmm. yeah and that's the, gonna be a good one truly this like the impact they had on um you know the community <laughs> So <laughs> can't wait for us to release that podcast. And um, unlike don't, this don't podcast, unlike this podcast for that podcast, um, 
we're going to announce a 30 episode season, but only do 11 and then come back for season two about three years later. Yeah, we would never do that. No, you said three years. It's only been like, what, six months? Dude, it's been a while. It's been a while. But hey, we're back in the saddle. Um, only took us um, seven monoliths and a worldwide yeah. pandemic to uh, figure out how to get back to it. You got a nice new setup over there. And um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Um, next episode is going to be about. I don't want to give away too much, but essentially next episode is going to be about uh, someone in um, a government agency um, in an unnamed country. I'm not going to give that away who says that aliens are among us already and that there's a peace treaty agreements. It's crazy. I don't know if you know about this boy, but I've, um, I've heard some of it. I know. I don't know. Uh, I went on like a short like Joe Rogan podcast rant and you know, I can't wait. I don't know if you guys knew this. We're definitely going to get on that podcast. Um, Joe Rogan's already invited me and Jacob there. You might've forgot yeah. that he invited us and it might not. Now that he's on while. Spotify and he's in Austin and it's going to be easier for us to get on that one. Yeah. 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 But uh, you know, we're working on it and uh, Joe Rogan will say things like, wow, really? Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. So what? I don't know where we're going here. Um, this this black and tan has hit me pretty hard this last five minutes, um, but we are coming. We're slowly approaching episode thirty of Craft Cryptids, um, which seems pretty crazy to me. I know we took a big break, but um, if you would have told us, it looks like our first episode ever went live. Um, july 1st of 2019 um if we if you would have said that we've done 30 episodes in a, a year and a half i would have said no way jose uh <laughs> bro that so sounds so bad <laughs> does it it rhymes That's the classic. way you said it no way that you sounded like you were a cartoon character and like your character is a character that no one really gets and like you say lame jokes that's how you sounded that's oh, not thanks dude. thanks dude i'm glad i'm glad you i'm glad you just said i said lame jokes on live air bro that doesn't go <laughs> live on. on live air look at this air baby it's live tonight um good stuff man good well, stuff well thank you everyone for listening to craft cryptids we are gonna try to get our social media primarily instagram back up and running with some occasional posts um if you guys have information or pictures or some good posts you want to share with us please send it our way and we will be more than happy to kind of share your 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 stuff and get get our social media back going again um as you would probably imagine uh since we mysteriously appear mysteriously disappear we tend to lose some listeners um so if you have a friend who used to listen to craft cryptids, please let them know, Hey, we're back. We're back in the saddle again. Um, we're ready to rock and that you'd like them to listen to us. So that's all I got. I'm kind of rambling here at this point, but and I'm going to end it with, and I think I'm going to change up when we, uh, usually at the end of the podcast, Mitch Hedberg says some stuff, but I'm changing it up, I think. And I'm going to say to all of y'all, be excellent to each other and party on, dude. All right, y'all. It's been Craft Cryptids. Later.
I think Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. <laughs> it's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is blurry. And that's extra scary to me. Because there's a large, out-of-focus monster roaming the countryside. Run, he's fuzzy. Get out of here. <laughs> Gotta go. I have a...